Welcome back to the Be That Life podcast, proudly brought to you by my amazing sponsor, The Megaverse. And they have some exciting things they want to share with you. But before that, I hope that you enjoy this episode. They would come and make fun of me. They would come, they'd be partying, going to clubs, come at night, and they'd see me there with the apron. There's a client that's going to walk into that party and say, who needs to know me? So what exactly does Kim Kardashian, Logan Paul, and Zendaya all have in common? It's Shiraz Hassan. Am I controlling fame? Turn it off now. Or is fame controlling me? He's the self-made media mogul who turned them all into the world's most famous celebrities. In other words, he's the man who can make just anybody famous. I ran one of the biggest paparazzi networks in Los Angeles. In this episode, I will uncover the genius behind Hollywood's biggest stars, Shiraz Hassan, the name that reshapes fame. So in this episode, we are going to be talking about the top 10 strategies to truly becoming famous. Shiraz. How you doing? I'm amazing. How about you? Oh, good. All fame. All fame all All the way. 24-7. That's what we do. You came from your family's restaurant in London. Yes. To becoming one of the top media personalities. Yes. In Hollywood. How did you do that? So let's talk. Let's go back. Back in the day. So I uh, left school when I was 16. My parents had a restaurant business in London. Um, My father passed away when I was 16. So I was forced to work with my mum in the family business. And that restaurant, it was in London, opened in the morning from like 6 a.m. to like 3 p.m. Every day I would go. I left school. I said, let me stay with my mother. Dad just passed away. She was all on her own. So I decided to leave school at 16, and stay with my mom. Every day I would work in this restaurant, in this cafe, and I'm telling my mom, I want to do more, I want to do more. I, I, I can't be just sitting here in the daytime. There's got to be something else I can do with the business. I then came up with an idea to take that business 24 hours. I saw, you know, on the TV and things like that, that America had these, like, all-night diners, and I said, there's nothing in London. I want to create one. This is going back when 7-Eleven meant they opened at 7 in the morning, and closed at 11 p.m., not 24 hours. We were the first then in that time. I said, you know what, I'm going to open one. So I opened uh, the restaurant. I said to my mom, I'm going to stay up all night, and I'm going to work. Of course, no customers came. It was absolutely dead. I'm sitting there all night, all night, nothing. One, maybe one homeless guy. (laughs) Of course, you can't charge (laughs) a homeless guy. So I'm giving him free food. And then um, one day where, let's say, a breakthrough happened for me, um, I was sitting in the restaurant, it was around 2 in the morning, and a taxi driver walks in and comes in and says, you know, I want a coffee and give me a tuna sandwich or whatever, and he was in a hurry, right? So I said to him, oh, relax, sit down, let's chat. It was the first person I've seen right in hours. Oh, my God, there's one guy. And then he ran away, got his coffee or whatever sandwich and left. He ran back into his car. So I was curious. I was like, God, this guy could have sat down with me instead of sitting in the car and everything. So I knocked on the window and I said, uh, why are you sitting in your taxi? You could have come and you know, sit in my restaurant and stuff. And I'm the only person open in London. He said, no, I'm listening to Caesar the Geezer. I said, who's Caesar the Geezer? He said, Caesar the Geezer is the number one radio shock jock in the UK. And he has over a million listeners right now in London. So I said to him, there's a million people awake and I'm open in London. I need to meet Caesar, right? So... Uh, Literally, straight after that, I found out the radio station, 
And of course, every day I was in the store, no business. I mean none. You know, imagine you're working from 6 p.m. till 6 a.m., not a customer. Barely making one pound, two pound, five pound, six pound for the whole shift. To the point my school friends, I remember, they knew I'd left school, you know, for the family business. They would come and make fun of me. They would come, they'd be partying, going to clubs, come at night, and they'd see me there with the apron, (laughs) thinking, oh my God, he's still there. Look at him, look at him, right? Um, and then I kept on calling the the radio station. And when I say calling the radio station, I'm talking about dialing the radio station, right? The the rotary phones. And finally, one day after like a week of trying every day, the phone gets picked up. Hey, it's Caesar the Geezer, live on Capital FM in London. Who am I talking to? I got so nervous because I've never been on radio. I've never been done anything in media. I started reading out my menu. So I'm like saying to this guy, we do omelets, we do burgers, we do this, we're open 24 hours, blah, blah, blah. And he wow. said, stop right there. And he basically said to me, are you open? I said, I'm open. And he said, okay, here's the deal. This is never, ever anyone has called me in like this and saying they're open 24 hours. He said, I'm hungry. I'm coming to see you tomorrow. So the next day, I'll never forget, at 2 a.m. in the morning, from like midnight, people were coming in, his fans to the restaurant because wow. he had told people remember this is going back you know like to over 20 years ago right there was no social media there was nothing it was radio right totally and um my restaurant was full it was packed come 2 a.m i had a line of people i was the only person working in the restaurant it was probably the worst service that day ever <laughs> <laughs> but uh it was lines of people coming to meet him and at 16 when i was making zero money no customers, this one guy who had influence said, I'm going to be there tomorrow at 2 a.m. My place is packed. That's when it was my first interaction to fame when I was 16 years old. And to cut a long story short, I met him and the business guy that I am today is the same as I was at 16 years old. So it's very simple. I'm going to feed you. You're going to promote me. So that's my business agreement with you, okay? I'm going to feed you every single day, keep promoting my restaurant. So I done a deal with him. We shook hands. He wanted some things. I got him whatever I had to get him to make the deal happen. And literally, I went from making like a thousand pounds, you know, a week to like $50,000. How long did that take you? About three months. Wow. All right? Because of fame, because of media, because he was telling everyone every day, You'd get on the radio station. Oh, there you go. There's my friend Shiraz. There he is bringing in my burgers. Don't, don't forget, guys, they're open 24 hours. This is the address. This is the, the how to get there every day. Every day. So what happened is when you've got so much influence and then you've got all those taxi drivers in London and all of that driving around, people get hungry. People are listening to him. You want to get something to eat late at night? Go to this place. Go to this place. Go to this place. So... Over that period of time, I built that brand. It became very successful. We then grew it up to even a bigger uh, brand called Tinseltown. It then went diners. We had them all across the UK. Big business. And then I decided to go to LA. I said, you know what? If this one guy with one microphone can have this much influence on my business, then I need to go to the place that has the biggest microphone in the world. It's Hollywood. Because back in the day, too, there was still this whole hopes of the American dream, right? Of course, yeah. I mean, the American dream was alive. Everyone was, like, buzzing, you know. So I uh, did my blessings, and I, I did everything for my family, 
business is rocking, everything's good. But I wanted to make that next step, you know, because I was like, you know what, if I can do it here, I can do it in America. And then pretty much from there, I said to my family, I'm going to go. I'm going to Hollywood. Of course, you know, coming from a Pakistani family, they're like looking at me cross-eyed, <laughs> saying, are you kidding me? You run restaurants. <laughs> and now you want to go to Hollywood? I said, yeah, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to go. I need to figure out the power of influence. I've, t- I've tested it in the UK and it worked. Literally, someone with influence told people, right, come to this place or buy this product. And it worked. So I came to uh, Hollywood, but right before that, I had performed Umrah and Hajj. Okay, so I went to Saudi Arabia, did my prayers, went to the top of the mountains and told God I'm going to Hollywood. This is the things I want to do. I went through the whole thing, you know, because I'm a believer that human can't do anything. The power is God. Totally. Okay, everything I've done in my life to this day is purely on God. I agree with that. Okay, I've been around the richest, the most powerful, the most famous. Uh Uh-uh. The source is God. So I did that, and then I packed my bags, and I came out to L.A. Right before I came out, 9-11 happened. There goes my American dream, right? (laughs) Right? It's like, finished. How can we travel? You know, we can go there and everything. But I still told my family, I said, I'm going to go. And they said, my mom was horrified. She said, you can't leave the U.K. You have a set of life here. We have a good business. Now you want to go to America? I said, I'm going. I said, I prayed. And I know my prayer won't be denied. So I'm going to get on that plane. Got on that plane, came to L.A., came to Hollywood. Of course, I was expecting Pamela Anderson to greet me at LAX airport. And I thought Tom Cruise is going to be hanging out out of the LAX. And it was like a beautiful red carpet. (laughs) To a big surprise, of course not, right? So I go there and I'm like, wow, you know, Hollywood is being promoted. It's so this, that, the other, but just like normal. It's like nothing's going on. It's like expectation versus reality. And when I went to Hollywood Boulevard, that was my biggest wake-up call, is when I went in a taxi and I said, please, first, take me to Hollywood. I must go to Hollywood. And I get there and I just see a little street. And I'm like, wow, this is the power of marketing. Again, fame. This is the power of marketing. Remember, at a very young age, I'm seeing this. Right, I didn't learn this at school, I didn't go to college, I didn't finish my studies, but I saw real life of the power of influence at a very young age. And that's when I realized, oh my God, this is the ultimate magnet. It's literally some letters on a mountain and the whole world wants it. It's such a magnet for everybody. So I said in that moment, I remember I was uh, staying at a family friend's house, right? And I said, I'm going to be the guy that kind of takes Hollywood and break it out to the eastern world which is bollywood why bollywood because my family in the uk were obsessed with bollywood they would be watching that you know on tv shows or in movies and and i said i'm gonna be that guy you know and randomly i'm watching a tv channel it's a bollywood channel kept on watching kept on watching and there was no american trailers i didn't see britney i didn't see you know tom cruise nothing i'm just seeing Rukh and you know all, all the big stars right ashwaya rai and everybody and that's when I said, you know what? I'm going to be the guy that connects Hollywood to Bollywood. I'm going to take Hollywood content, push it to Bollywood. I'm going to take Bollywood content, bring it to Hollywood. I'm that guy. My relative looks at me and says, you're sleeping on my couch. You're on a tourist visa. I'm feeding you. I'm giving you almost pocket money at this point, right? What the hell are you talking about? I said, no, I'm going to be that guy. So the next day, literally, I called the TV channel. It was Eros Entertainment. They had a show, a channel called Be For You. 
I said, who's the CEO of the company? I got through to the CEO. I said, I want to set a meeting up with you. And I want to create the first ever show that connects Hollywood to Bollywood. And I want to come and cut a deal with you. That confidence, right? And the guy was like, whoa, you know, what have you done before? I said, listen, I'm here to cut a deal. Let's not talk about logistics right now, right? Of course, I'm winging it at this point, right? I'm like, I've got to get into this door, right? So then the next few days, I go to New Jersey. That's the head offices of Eros, uh, which pretty much is like the Warner Brothers of India, right? They're the biggest Bollywood company in the world. And I walk in, you know, and uh, I didn't know that he had a whole boardroom full of uh, executives from India that were here. And they basically said, okay, play us your videos, play us your pilot, play us your show. So I'm sitting there amongst all the decision makers of the biggest people in Bollywood. And the guy's telling me, show me your pilot. Now, a pilot to someone like Shiraz back then was someone who flies a plane, right? I don't know what lingo this guy's telling me on all the production and TV and stuff, right? And I said, listen, here's the deal. I'm hungry. I'm going to make it happen. This is what I do. This is my story. And I, was, I spoke from the heart. And they all looked at me and the big executive, the guy was called Harry Shunavas. He was the CEO. He was the boss. He said, this guy has got so much guts to walk in here have every decision maker of the company. Imagine, this is the Warner Brothers, right? you know what I mean? The Paramount, you know, the Netflix, the biggest company in the world back then, right? And still today, they're the biggest, right? And uh, I said, yes, this is what I want. I want a weekly show, and I'm going to host it. I'm going to produce it. I'm going to do everything for this. I'm going to give you a ready show, okay? That's going to have the biggest stars from Hollywood, and you're going to showcase that in Bollywood. And I said, I'm not leaving until I get an agreement. Because at the end of the day, Who's going to lose? If I don't deliver, I'm going to lose. But I need the distribution. Why? Because I never forget my humble beginnings of that one taxi driver. I wish I could find today, by the way, because I need to thank him. Because that's what really got me in entertainment. Because I saw how a radio interview on, on, uh, with Caesar back then blew up my brand, made it so famous and successful. Now I have a big platform here how many people can get influenced. So within two hours, I swear to God, I had a signed contract. But wait, who did the funding me, for that? They did the funding. You so even they, got they, them to do no, the but, funding? But let me tell you what the funding was, okay? Contracts done, guaranteeing me 12 months, okay, of prime time, airing all across the world, half a billion reach in the South Asian world, and my funding came through three minutes of airtime. So they said, we have a six-minute break. We're going to give you zero money, but you have three minutes to sell. The three minutes that you sell, and we've got a global reach, so you go out there, you go find yourself a sponsor. That's going to pay for this. So we, we don't have the risk, but we're also going to eat on the other three minutes. So we're going to get a free show, fully produced. Three minutes, they're going to get to keep, so they can sell and make money as well, right? And it's a great show, and it's Hollywood, something different. My challenge was, I didn't know any stars. I had no idea how to produce a show. But I knew if I found a way, I'm going to make it happen. Flew back to L.A., and I went to a camera store, of course. That's the first place we're going to go, right? And then um, when I was looking for a camera, I met one guy. His name was called Christian, and uh, he was a filmmaker at the time. Told him my story. I said, listen, you help me, I help you. It's very simple. I'll cut you in. Get the show off the ground for me. 
film it, produce it, do whatever you got to do. I need this show ready because I've only got like six, eight weeks to hand this show in. And done a deal with them on a handshake. Next day, we started going out shooting and me filming. And, and the closest thing that I had to a celebrity was a lookalike on Hollywood Boulevard. So I had Wonder Woman, I had Spider-Man, I had Batman, I had Crocodile Dundee, I had everyone. But it was a lookalike on Hollywood Boulevard, but no stars. Then I went to the Hollywood sign. I was filming all of my intros and this, and the other. And then, and then Christian said to me, Shiraz, you know, we've been spending like almost a week here and I don't have any celebrities. We have no red carpet. We have nothing. All I have is you saying, hey, it's Shiraz from Tinseltown Live from Hollywood, connecting the biggest two industries in the world, right? Same thing. Until one day, well, there was one guy, his name's called Michael Levy, and he was walking his dog. And he saw me praying at the Hollywood sign. Literally, I'm like looking at the H. I'm just praying all over. So I'm praying, God help me at this point, right? Imagine how weird that was, right? That's pretty weird. So, so I'm there, and he said, "What were you? Why were you praying at the Hollywood sign?" I said, "Listen, I have this deal. I'm doing this, and I don't have the money, but I know I've got the distribution." So he was like, "Wow, you have distribution to half a billion people in India and around the world." He said, "You come and see my friend." You know, I said, "Okay." So the next day, I go to his offices. He then takes me in his car. We go to the offices. And um, I walk into these huge offices, right? Just me and this guy. I walk into the big room, the big whatever boss of, of the company. I didn't even know who I was meeting. And um, I said to the guy, before he even introduced himself, I said, I have no money. Don't charge me. There must be one moment in your life that you opened a door and someone, someone helped you. Someone opened a door for you. Someone gave you something that took your brand to the next level. I don't know what you do, but can you be that door opener for me? Because I've got a huge reach. I've signed a deal. This is what I've done. And the guy looks at me and said, hi, my name is Roland Perkins. I'm the co-founder of CAA, Creative Artist Agency. At the time, I didn't know who they were, but they are the biggest talent agency in the world that manages and represents A-list stars like Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Angelina Jolie, Britney Spears, you name it, Steven Spielberg, The Rock, anyone who's famous, they were the agents. That is and that wild. was the boss. That is wild. My mind's blown right and now. And the guy looks at me and he says, the fact that you had the guts to come in and just come straight to me like this, that's first time ever someone's done this, we're going to help you. We're going to take a piece of your show percentage of your show and we'll help you get it off the ground less than a week i was on every red carpet i was on every press junket i even interviewed eddie murphy de niro clint eastwood you name it back to back i was doing how did that feel premieres. all of a sudden insane. from nothing and to i didn't everything. Even, I, and i didn't even i was never on camera before i didn't even have the training non-stop red carpet interviews and this one company caa opened the doors for me in hollywood Literally, yeah, how, they sent one the message. I, it, it happened on the fly because they sent a message to every single studio in Hollywood and said, we have a new show called Tinseltown, okay, which I named after my restaurant, by the way. <clears throat> and um, they represent us for India. So if you want Indians worldwide to see your movies, this is the TV show. So I was getting invited everywhere, right? So I started building, building, building uh, my content of course, you know, b for You was blown away at this point because I was just, every show was a hit. I was kept bringing up great content. And then I landed a big sponsor. 
And that's when I'd say I got my first break. How long before you started to <clears throat> landing your big sponsor? I would say out of the 52 shows, I saw my first dollar. Okay. So that meant I did it zero budget. What does that mean? I'm taking care of my camera crew, the editors. I'm hustling like you have no idea. Everyone wanted to give up, okay, because I had all these stars, but there was just no money, yeah. right? So, you know, the shows were airing. Everything was great, but I needed a sponsor. And I'm going to say show 22. Wow. So I produced 22 episodes, almost half of the first, to then get my first big check. That must have felt amazing. Yeah. So I was like, honestly, all of my team... Do you still remember team, it vividly? Of course, because, the you know, you the, the capital B was broke, right? On, on steroids, because you're producing this content, you're going to the events, you're, you're hustling to pay people. At the time, I was doing a side job at Mrs. Field selling cookies. Right. Okay? So I was making tiny money, right? My team helped me because they said, listen, this is a good opportunity for us to grow and so forth. So we were hustling. Okay, my I was staying in a one bedroom apartment um, in the downstairs in the evening in the lobby when everyone's asleep. I would shoot my show because I never location the rooftop. We'd have to sneak up on the rooftop on ladders so I'd get a backdrop of L.A. And when I when you saw the product, you would never know that was shot from a one bedroom apartment. Right. So I really bootstrapped it. Right. But I had a great show. I knew what I was doing. I wanted to do it. But I said, you know, one day, God willing, it's, I'm going to get a sponsor. And that one sponsor changed our destiny, right? Because that was a nice big check that came in. It gave us the platform. I was able to, you know, build my brand. But there's not many people could produce 22 shows with no money and say, keep continuing. Because the network was happy. They were getting epic content. But in that time, what was I doing? I was building relationships. Every studio, I was showing up at every event. Even though in my worst times, I'm like, you know what? We are not getting paid here. It's like we are exhausted. Guys, let's go. When did you let's create go. Tinseltown Studios? That was back in 20, 2004. 2004. Yeah. And that was really focused on spiritually based films. Yes, yeah, so that's what we did. So yeah. what we did is we started interviewing celebrities about spirituality. Yeah. You know, we wanted a different edge. It yeah. was India, it was the East, it was Bollywood. So we said, you know what, let's create a show, a segment called The Spiritual Side of Hollywood. Right. And we then were asking questions that made us stand out. So what people are doing today, I was doing in 2004. Right. On so the biggest stars in the world. If you just go and search on YouTube right now, The Spiritual Side of Hollywood, Tinseltown, you'll be stunned. The amount of celebrities that we have still, you know, on online, talking about God, spirituality, meditation, and so forth. So that was our edge back then. And then from Tinseltown, that established our name, our brand. Everyone in Hollywood knew we were Bollywood, right? So I had stamped that. I had cornered it. Fortune magazine even flew out to follow me for a week. Did, a, I think, a four- to six-page spread on me to see how I built something from nothing to becoming a hit show in India. And then I said to my partner, I want more. How do I how do I crack mainstream? I've got Bollywood. I want Hollywood. I want everyone in the city to know who we are. Americans. I want everyone. Why am I limited to Middle East and India? Right? 
So that one day I went to a coffee shop with my business partner that was changed my destiny. Okay. When I'm just sitting there having a coffee and Britney Spears walks in to the restaurant and she walks in, she orders a cup of coffee and 10, 15 paparazzi dump their cars in the middle of the street, run inside the restaurant and start filming Britney. And then they leave. My mother then calls me, Mubarak, congratulations. She starts giving me every single dua from God that I was having coffee with Britney Spears. Because she saw that footage on the BBC and on Sky News thinking I'm having coffee. I was having coffee with my business partner, happened to be in the restaurant, but those cameras filmed Britney Spears that my mother saw it in London instantly on BBC and Sky. And I said to my business partner, We've cracked Bollywood. We need to crack Hollywood. How are we going to crack Hollywood? Those cameras. Right. Whatever those cameras were filming, my mum got to see that in the UK. I need to hire these guys. So the next day, hunting, hunting, looking at for these guys, looking, 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 looking. I find them, the same pack, hanging out at some Starbucks. And I just went up to them. And so I was in my business partner, Parish, And I said to them, who do you work for? I said, a startup called TMZ. So TMZ was brand new back then, okay? And I said, what do you guys do? He said, oh, we, we run a paparazzi, we cover all their footage and everything. I said, here's the deal. You're now working for me. I'm going to pay you more and I'm going to lock you all in exclusive. You work with me. We are now in the business of Britney Spears. If the media wants Britney, we're going to give Britney 24-7. So then I set up a team. I took that, those camera guys. I hired them through our company back then. was Hollywood TV. And I had an army of photographers that their sole job was to deliver the content and media that the news wanted. The news calls us up. We want Britney. We give them Britney. So I had a whole team around Britney Spears uh, in her peak when she was going through a lot of uh, stuff in her life. Our company was the one that was spreading it out to the world. We did work with Britney Spears directly and her team to get the information and the content. And um, Hollywood TV, let's call it, was born on the back of Britney. Britney was the mother. So Hollywood and, um, TV is your baby. Yeah, we started that from yeah. nothing. Is it still yours today? Yeah, no, I, so now it's partnered up with many other companies. I'm still kind of a little bit involved, but that business runs itself now, you know. And so from Britney, what happened was, you know, the whole world wanted that content, you know. And then from there, I got a deal with Entertainment Tonight and The Insider. I signed a two-year deal, development deal with uh, CBS and I was programming their show for years I had my own segment prime time in the US around three minutes every day five days a week on the number one show in the world in America and that that was my content on there and as I was building that business um, you know we literally at that point you know we had the monopoly right because everybody wanted this content we had it uh, and then uh, I started working with Paris Hilton you know, uh, Paris Hilton was like, you know what, all the love right now is going on Britney, you know, share the love. So then we started working with Paris and then... Um, but Paris, Paris was pretty famous already. She was like, big. She was you big know, Of course she time. was big. Uh, but of course, you know, you in order to stay big and relevant, you always need media. Absolutely. Right? So I done a deal with Paris and Paris said, okay, your day-to-day person who's going to uh, tell you of everything we're going to do, where we're going to go and, you know, where the camera should be is my assistant called Kim Kardashian. So that was my first interaction with Kim, okay, as Paris's assistant. 
you know so I would be on speed dial with her every day okay we're going here we're doing this and so forth where's the cameras and so forth then they had a fight they broke up and then Paris and Kim were not talking to each other you know my team was still working with Paris and there's, then Chris Jenner wanted to set up a meeting had a meeting with Kim and Chris and my business partner Paresh and she said we know you're the machine behind all of these stars you're controlling every camera here let's work together I then done a deal with Chris and Kim, and then I became Kim's media strategist for over a decade. Wow. And then we traveled the world together, even brought her to Dubai, Kuwait, Bahrain, um, and done some of the biggest media stunts you can imagine. Uh, Ten years directing Kim Kardashian because she was, you know, she had a, a little scandal or whatever it was, but you're talking about you have to consistently be in the news, right? You can be hot for 15 minutes and then careers come and they go. Kardashians, there was a reason why they were around because we were the machine behind it. We were creating that news. And remember, when I was had my own segment on E.T., biggest entertainment show in Hollywood, and The Insider, I'm now featuring her content on the biggest shows in the world. So when I have that power and I'm pushing that content then everyone's more curious. Who is this girl, right? So we kept on doing it, kept on, kept on pushing. And then after Kim, I worked with those uh, Zendaya's strategists for over a decade. You worked with Justin Bieber as well? Bieber as well. I've done Selena, Myla, Miley, Miley Cyrus, Cyrus for well. at least seven, eight years. I traveled the world with Miley. Yeah. Went to South America, you know, done all her Brazil, done a lot of traveling. But while they're the working with you, are they working with other strategists too? Or is it they just have, pretty they much, have you different know, strategies, right? Mine is a disruptive strategy. I, I'm that guy that's going to come. You call Shiraz, expect a media bomb. You want traditional PR, you don't call me. That's not my gig. Why the biggest stars in the world work with me is because my media strategies are disruptive. I make sure I go loud, I amplify, and I'll do things that no one else is going to do. I'm going to shut down a mall. I'm going to shut down an airport. I'm going to let everyone know that Cinderella's just arrived. That's my job, right? So on that note, I would like now, based on what all of our viewers and all of our listeners have just heard, this incredible man doing incredible things for these celebrities from nothing to being the top mm. celebrities in the world. Let's talk about those strategies. Mm. Let's talk about the 10 most important strategies because you know that you have a masterclass that you talk about this on mm. called Fame Masterclass. Mm. Just to really get people to understand what it takes aside from the most common thing, which is grit and determination to really get to where you want to get to. What does it take to become super famous? Okay, so let's let's break it down because... You know, when when someone and I become very, uh, you know, this is very emotional for me. Why? Because when you've been a media strategist for big stars, you're talking J-Lo, you're talking Kim K, you know what I mean? You're talking Paris, Lindsay, I mean, Bieber. I've done big stuff and I see the, how the world works. So I, through pain, I created this masterclass. Through pain. Because what do you mean I by that? saw... In order to become famous, it's pain. No pain, no fame. It's very simple. You might agree, you might disagree. But let me tell you something. When it comes to fame, I'm the doctor. I've been in those rooms. I've seen what it takes. You watch any single career out there, 
there is so much pain. So I said, listen, with the credentials by the blessing of God I have, I could sell you the dream, I could sell you the fluff all day long, all day long, easy. But I said, no. I said, let me tell people first, what's the road ahead? You want this so bad, and I can't stop it. Look, fame is more addictive than cocaine and heroin it's combined. It's addictive, No, yes. it's more addictive than cocaine and heroin, okay? This is a serious drug. I want to become famous. So I said, I'll help 100%, no problem. But let me give you some warning signs, right? So the first strategy, number one, is I talk about why. Why you want to be famous? People just say, oh my God, I just want to be famous. I want cameras, I want people screaming on it. Let's go deeper, Why? What's the real reason? So I find out the why. For me, that's the most important thing. It could be power. It could be worship. It could be revenge on an ex. It could be uh, another emotional trigger that someone says, you know what, I just this is the re- real reason I want to be famous. So the first question you need to ask yourself is, why do I want to become famous? And look in the mirror and write to the mirror and say, why do I actually want to be famous? Not comparing yourself to Kim or BTS or any of these celebrities that are out there today. Why me? Okay? Once you've figured out that why, and that why, like I said, it could be many reasons, emotional reasons, but you've got to, you've got to dig deep. Don't just oh, look at, compare yourself to everybody else. Why? Once you've figured out your why, then the how is easy. Because now it's like, okay, now I know what's really motivating. Okay, so now what's my process? Then I kick into what I say, is that what's so special about you? What's your X factor? Yeah. So you want to be famous. Why? I want to be famous because I want power. I want recognition. I want uh, people to worship me, you know? But then I'm going to ask you, well, what do you bring to the table? What's so special about you? Give me five reasons why you should become super famous. What do you think that you've got it takes when you walk into a room that you can say, here, this is the five reasons why I'm going to become the most famous person. Why? You could have the reason. What are you, are you a chef? Okay, perfect. You want to become the best real estate agent? Perfect. Best actor? Best singer? Oh, amazing. You want to be the, you want to become like, you know, uh, Rihanna as a singer, but you don't take singing lessons. You know what I mean? I want to become a director like Spielberg, yet you've never done any study, you've never done any courses, you've never done any content. So you've really got to have that honest conversation with yourself is why do I really want to become famous? Okay, number one, get that real emotional feeling. And then what's my X factor? Why am I special? So I got a quick question for you. Do you know anything about the Megaverse? Well, I am in partnership and in collaboration with the team at the Megaverse who are creating for me a unique wellness world and I'm so excited to share with you all. I firmly believe that Web 2 is a thing of the past and Web 3 is the future. To know more about them, check out megaverse.xyz. And then there's the buyers versus renters. Well, the, the, in, 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 in that, what I say, that I have something in my masterclass that you've got number one, why do I want to become famous? Number two, what do I bring to the table? Okay, and what is a buyer versus a renter? This is what I realized over two decades of working with celebrities. 
a renter strategy is someone that takes shortcuts. Someone who will, um, and a lot of people do it. I'm not saying it's, I don't have an opinion on it, right? It's that it is what it is, right? You do shortcuts, you're buying followers, you're buying views, you're buying likes. Look, every big star has done it, okay? But, you, you know, you're always trying to take a shortcut. Whereas a buyer strategy is more long-term. How do I build my real engagement? Logan Paul. Logan Paul is a buyer strategy. He started out, didn't buy any of his followers, didn't buy any, but what he did do is create content every single day. Every single day. Every day, didn't miss a day. Building his fans, building his fans, building his fans. So when he tells people to show up, they're going to show up. When Logan Paul tells his fans to buy Prime, they buy Prime and make him a billionaire because he has the buyer strategy of not trying to fake it till you make it. You know what I mean? So people need to have, a again, grounding and say to themselves, you know what? It's better sometimes to do that more grind, not to take that shortcut, you know, because you're trying to get famous, but you're not creating content every day. You know, the one question I'll ask, if you want to become famous and you really want to become successful, if you look at the Snapchat, threads, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, you know what I mean? How much content are you posting on those platforms a day? But to be honest, though, like, you know, that's a bit like on one end of the perspective. The other end of the perspective is Richard Branson when he would say, you know, I love the quote that he actually said. He said that if somebody tells you whether you can do this, you're just going to say yes and then learn about it later. Mm. That's his strategy. Mm. So there is some element to fake it till you make it that works. What did he just say? Say that again. He said that if somebody asks you if yeah. you can do something, yeah. you're going to just say that you can yeah. and learn how to do it after. Okay. So that's kind of faking it till you learn make it. Learn how, how to. Learn how. That's 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 the big message there. Yeah, learn, learn. Not say I can do it and sit in your ass and do nothing. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. The 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 what made Branson who he is. And he has that quote, is how can you have Virgin Airlines and you don't know how to fly a plane? Yeah. Well, guess what? He studied, he learned, he hired the right people, like pilots to fly the plane, right? So the key here is, yes, we'll figure it out. Of course we'll figure it out. But then you have to put the effort in also. You can't delegate this. You can't not put your own time and effort, especially when you're the product, right? right? If you're the product, how can you not be posting content? Totally. You've got to, I, I know so many people that tell me, Shiraz, I'm trying to my social media, it's not working, I'm doing YouTube. You know, you need to be banging out hundreds of videos. Hundreds. And get nothing. And still do it. Yeah, it's about consistency, we know that. Non-stop. Right, yeah. Keep upping your game. Keep changing it. Keep, you know, staying relevant of what's going on. So the social media, and this is one of the third steps that I talk about in my strategy, is really hand on your heart. I want to become famous. Then what am I feeding the beast of social media every single day? What am I really doing? When I've got a couple billion people on social media that are all hustling, what am I actually doing? What I'm getting is I'm getting mentally messed up I'm getting really upset. I'm not getting the engagement. I'm not getting the views. I'm not getting nothing. Yet, I'm also not posting. 
and make it worse, I go out to an event, no one knows who I am. Mm. When someone Googles my name, nothing mm. comes up. It's like, hold on a minute, what is going on here? And my metrics to everybody, I tell everybody, you want to know where you are right now? Google your name. What do people think about you? In any field, huh? Any field. So my masterclass teaches these principles that it's not about acting, it's not about singing, it's not about any of these things, you know? Have an honest, uh, you know, kind of conversation with yourself. If I type in the, the word, my name, first name, last name, and amazing things come on it, then obviously you're someone that's managing that process. If nothing comes up, that shows you you're not doing enough. Or if there's a small stuff that's coming up, there's room for improvement. And your online presence today, this much I'll tell you, will reflect your bank account. If you have a polished online presence and you have a polished social media presence, that will reflect in your bank account because you'll get better jobs, you'll get better opportunities, opportunities. everyone wants to work with you, and guess what? It also helps in your personal life. You meet someone in a bar tomorrow. Okay, what's the first thing you're going to do? You're Googling them. You're going to go online. Who the hell are they? Who am I going to be dating? Who is this person? Now, I, don't I think see that's any. the first thing people I, do all the time. But think about it. Google Imagine you. if you don't find anything. Yeah. Now, trust. Why not? What is he hiding? Right? So if you can spend the same amount of time on your online profiles, polishing up your social media, it's going to reflect your bank account and your opportunities and meeting people. You're going to get more confidence on yourself. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what race or what religion you are. I tell all of my clients, you are polished online. You are polished on social media. Is going to be the reflection of your partner. You're going to get that wow partner if you're wow. But if you're not focusing on, I'm rather going to buy a Hermes bag or red bottom heels to look wow, yet you're a ghost online. I'd rather buy regular shoes, be a badass online, and people look at me and think, wow, this person is a power of influence. You know, from all of my years of doing what I do today and building my own business and creating such a powerhouse and the amount of followers and, and all of that stuff online, it's the one thing I learned is really the power of perception. Mm-hmm. It's perception, mm. Shiraz. At this, the end this, of the day, this, this it, it's game, really just that. I have clients, I cannot tell you how many clients I have, that because of perception, they've attracted their soulmate. They've attracted their business I partner. I couldn't agree they've with you more. investors. And they come to me with zero. And I'm painting that picture so polished that they attract that. So I have some clients that just say, I want to marry a billionaire. I actually want to just... Have a rich boyfriend. Well, there you go. There's a strategy. You want a rich boyfriend? You want fame? This is what you have to do. You want to to get a better job? Follow these steps for fame. How about breaking news and controversy? That's another step. Huge. Why? Why? Breaking news means you're you're standing out, right? So there's there's different ways in it. I'm a master at this. This is what I've done. So what's the best way to really like up your game when it comes to breaking news all the time. Of course, there's a strategy. Get like out him. of your comfort zone. You know, there's a strategy like Logan Paul. Everyone's get, different. Get, get out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ask intelligent questions. Be relevant. Be now. 
if, if the news is talking about something now, right now, okay, I'll give an example. I won't comment it on myself, right? But let's pretend I'm a celebrity, okay? Right now, you have someone of influence, I have someone following, and they will say to you, um, who do you support, Palestine or Israel? And you ask that to a celebrity, okay? We're not going to say the answer. Based upon that answer, you create breaking news, okay? Indeed. Now, in an environment where a publicist is standing there, agents are there, their gatekeepers are there, they try and censor these questions, right? It's just that that's the way it is with celebrities, right? But when you talk about breaking news, it needs to be relevant. It needs to be now. It could be, some, it could be anything that's in the news right now. But if you're willing to ask those questions, and if you're willing to jump in on some of those conversations, now you're going to break the news. You're going to break the internet. You're going to go viral on social media. So a lot of people don't have that. There are a lot of people that I know that, that have mental issues on negative comments. And I have a philosophy. It can unless be really hard, you, though. Unless you're ready to be hated, you are not ready to be famous. Yeah. It's very simple. If you are not willing to be hated, you are not ready to. We can even famous. talk about the topic on Selena Gomez. Yeah, she was. She went through some really tough times. Of course, Haley Bieber, another same. one through yeah. that same Hate. really tough times. It's a Hate. lot of that. Yes, trolls. Ton of it. Charlie D'Amelo, she was, she was famous because of hate. Everyone was jealous. Everyone was hating. Kardashians, all of these stars that you see today in pop just culture. Just for our listeners uh, who don't know who Charlie DeMello is, maybe you can what, just... At the time, she was one of the most followed person on TikTok. Yeah. Right? During COVID. Exactly. She blew up. She was young, 15, 16 years old. She was doing these dances. It went viral, right? But she had hate that was fueling that. You know what I mean? So people have to realize that, yes, I want to be famous, but then are you ready to take the heat? Now, fame has a negative side and it has a very positive side. Because if you use fame the right way, it's the ultimate blessing if you can control it. If you can control that drug of fame, you can have the most beautiful life ever imagined. And I have clients who have that. But I also have clients, it's a nightmare. Because what happens if you lose that fame? Oh my God. What happens if you wake up in the morning and there's no Instagram account? There's no TikTok account. Gone. Now what? Now who are you? Right? So you have to really think deeper here. You know? And, and the reason I say it, and I don't just sell the dream, the dream is the easy part, right? Is because I want people not to have pain on this journey and think twice before doing an action. If I'm willing to make that move, this is what can happen. Right and really think about this as a business. It's your brand now, right? You want brands, Chanel, Prada, this one, that one to give you money. Then let me make my moves correctly. Yeah, reputation is everything. You know, so so yeah, so you have that, and then you know, with breaking news, you've got to stand out. You know, you can't just be. You know, there's billions of voices on social media. You know, what are the ones that stand out? are the ones that are the loudest. So are you always curating content for them? You have to. You know, I'm strategizing with Kim, of course, for 10 years. We broke so many stories. You know, we did so many things over the years because that's a strategy, because we wanted to stand out. Yeah. How do we stand out? And she was willing to go through all... Kim had one philosophy. Shiraz, make me famous. 
I don't care about anything else. I want fame. Which, by the way, is not a bad thing. And she sacrificed a lot of things of for course, that? Of course. You have to. Like relationships? Of course. What relationships? She's got F- a lot. Fame becomes... I always tell people, and they don't like it when I say this, but I'm going to say it. If you are in a relationship with somebody, okay, and they want to be famous, listen to me right now. The guys, the girls, you might not like this statement, but this is coming from someone who has a PhD in fame, okay? You will be number two. Fame will always come first if you're in a relationship, whether the guy or the girl wants to be famous. And by the way, that's not bad. Just tell your partner. Just tell your partner that I love this dream so much. If you're willing to love me and support me, I'll be with you. But give me wings to fly. If you give me wings to fly, I will be loyal to you. I'll be there for you. But don't cut my wings. And if you don't have these open conversations with your partner, you can never become successful. Because you're not in alignment. Yeah. They're always going to pull you down or hold you down. Something's going to come up. But if you say, listen, you want to date me? It's very simple. I tell my clients all the time. Believe me, I consult for... (laughs) I have the wildest clients globally, right? You want to date me? This is what I want. This is what I don't want. This is what I like. This is what I don't like. Here's the rules to date me. And have that conversation. Because if you have that conversation the first time you meet that part person, you know how much heartbreak you're going to save? You have years of your life that you're with a partner that thinks that supporting you in your career but secretly actually doesn't want you to do that career. Mm. Isn't it better to just have that open communication from day one? Otherwise, you're going to get a divorce. You're going to lose time. You're going to get old. You're going to lose money. And now you're telling your dream to your kids. Have, do you have an example of any celebrity that's just made it? You know, just have done really well and like a had that of, open no, communication. A, 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 a lot of celebrities, uh, I think, uh, that have got famous at the beginning, okay, because they were single. Yeah. Okay? There's no distraction. It's, it's very difficult. Honestly, I'm saying this from my heart. And I don't, I know, I'm sure people, you know, would have mixed views on this because they're in relationships now. All I say is if you're in a relationship right now and your partner wants to become famous, my only advice, humble advice, support that person. Just support them. Yes, it might be painful. Yes, it might be emotionally not in alignment with where your goals are right now. But if you don't support them, you're going to lose them. You will lose them. Yeah. Because the dream is something that you, you can't be replaced. It's a, I told you, it's a drug. It's one, an emotion. One of the next strategies you mentioned is how to deal with talent and brands. Yeah. So Talk again, again, in another part of my class is you're sitting with a talent. You need to know how to speak to that talent. You've got to know what that talent wants. What are they looking for? You're talking to a brand. It's not about me, 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 me. It's about sales, sales, sales. How do we be creative? So when you're sitting with a brand, understand when you're trying to pitch them or if you're trying to build a relationship with them or you're trying to be a face of their brand, how do I drive their revenue how do i open up new customers you've got to always think of their side and if you're talking to talent what are they looking for more brand opportunities they want to get more famous they want to make more money so you need to have a language that you're speaking to if i'm talking to a brand they care about market share and sales 
anything else, you will never build a relationship with the brand because they want they want you to sell products. They're going to pay you. Never underestimate yourself. If you can create people money, they're going to pay you money. You could you can't say oh I don't know I don't have money or, or the brands are not paying me enough. If you can do the one thing that's called conversion, your bank account reflects that. It doesn't matter how that conversion comes. It could be a part. It could be you're introducing to an investor. You're bringing in sales. You're opening doors. That's all a part of the magic on fame. That's your currency. If you open up a door for me, and I get investment into a company because you opened up that door, well, guess what? My life has changed now because of that. So what's your value? Because you just introduced me to someone that I could have never got into. That it's hard to put price right, but it's a big value. So when you're dealing with talent, have a language, have a discussion with them that benefits win-win. And when you're dealing with a brand, just understand what they what they want. And the challenge today is influencers. Oh, I want this much money. I'm only going to give you one story. I'm only going to give you one post. The brand saying, guys, I just want sales. If you can show me that I can convert this content into revenue, then. I'll, I'll I'll pay you the money. No brand is scared to spend money if you know how to make the money. Always remember that. It's very easy if right now. If there's any one of your listeners listening right now, it's not hard to get a million dollars. You just need to tell that person how much money you can make for them. If someone gave you a million dollars and you'll say, if you put this million dollars here and I want to make it into one point two million. I'm gonna make it to five million. I'm gonna make it to a hundred million. I'm doing it to a billion. Whatever it is, if they know that you're gonna give them a return, they're giving you money. Are you only working with micro or macro influencers? I work with the biggest. I work with. You're only the, working with the I, biggest ever. I work ever. with triple A list. I call them. Then I work with like big influencers, and I also have a division in the company that works with smaller influencers. Yeah, and I so, have to because the smaller influencers are the next big thing. Yeah. So, for example, you have a small influencer that would come. To you and be like, listen, Shiraz, I am ready to do anything you tell me to do. Mm. How can I go and speak to this one brand who mm. I, it's my dream brand that mm. I want to work with. Yeah. I don't have that many followers. Mm. I probably can't sell as much, but I want to work with them. Okay, How so, do so I, I do this? So I would do, I do that with consulting. I can't, listen, I'm only so many hours in a day myself. I have teams mm-hmm. that do mm-hmm. it as well. But what I would suggest is nothing is impossible because every brand has a want. And never lose hope because you don't have millions of followers. You might have a small amount of followers, but it's about the game changes. It's about the moves that you can make that are the winning shots in what you're doing. So it's very important to don't just hold yourself back and say to yourself, you know what, I'm not, I can't do this because These I'm limiting not. beliefs. Yeah, get rid of that because you could make one move for them that will change the game for their business. And it could be an introduction, simple introduction. You know, it doesn't need to be. Oh, I've got millions of followers. No, just because you knew someone that knows somebody and you connected the dots, now you're working with that brand. One of the next strategies you mentioned is networking and the <laughs> and power of okay. this. I have a big philosophy: you're not working unless you're networking. Okay, what does that mean? That's a good one. That if you go to a party, okay, and you're my client. Okay, I'm going to tell you what works for me, okay, and to work with me, right? So I'm not looking for someone who's going to party with me, that's going to get drunk, have fun, 
go mess around at a party. No. A client of fame's is a client that's going to walk into that party and say, who needs to know me? In this room, who can change my life? And how can I change their life? In that party. That's how Kim Kardashian became famous. Miley Cyrus became famous. Zendaya became famous. Focused on Logan Paul, J-Lo. We have a target. We're not there to have fun. We have fun in your personal life. But when you're working and you're going to a red carpet event, or you're going to a party, or just a dinner. Who in this room do I need to meet? What value can I add to that person in the room? Now let's, let's break this down. One of the richest men in the world, Jeff Bezos. Okay? The richest in the world. His lady that he's dating must have said something at a party, at an event that triggered him. Have a strategy. If it can work for her to date the richest man in the world, okay, have a plan. Don't waste your life go getting drunk in a party, go getting wasted, hanging around with the wrong people. If you have a moment to interact with people at a good event, focus, focus. So that's Who another strategy though in your, your masterclass to close. Yeah, you have to close because at the end of the day, I call it GTM, get the money. Now you've got to close. Okay, now you've got in the door. You've built the relationship. Now everyone, you know, you've got some rapport going on. Now how do we work together? You can't be scared to ask for money. Know your value. Know your value. You've got to know your value. And that's not your followers. It's you. Yeah. Everyone, it's, it's, it's a mental, it's all a mental game. If you know yourself that I am famous, I am powerful, I have influence, I do everything that I want, and you have that level of confidence, then what's stopping you? So you should be able to go in there, look them in the eye and say, listen, I'm going to introduce you to this person. I'm going to promote your brand this way. And I'm going to do it like this. This is what I want. And it's fair for you. It's fair for me. Have that conversation. Otherwise, you're going around in circles. And if you don't, your competitor is going to. Another influence is going to come in. And out of nowhere, it's going to come in and get that deal. So you've got to build that rapport, build your name, build your relationship, go and network, focus on your online identity. Why am I special? Have communication skills, right? Have all of this. And then at the end, say, listen, this is what I want. Ask. Think about it. Relationships. Yeah, don't ask, the answer is always no. No, listen. Relationships. How do people date? How do people get married? Someone has to, someone has to make a move. Right. Yes or no? Right. Same in business. Someone's got to make a move. She made a move and she ended up landing Jeff Bezos. Good on her. Incredible She move. made the move. Incredible move. Made a move. And if you look at her... Without judgment, you would never believe that this woman would end up being with Jeff Bezos. Yes or no? You would never believe, right? But guess what? Power of her mind. Power of her determination. Power of not taking a no. I respect her hustle. Seriously, I respect her hustle. uh, Because she had zero insecurities and 
bam, I went for the target. I honestly feel like anybody mm. who really has can walk into a room and really grab the room mm. and get that attention mm. through confidence. And that's your energy. That is it. It's the energy that yeah. sells it. Yeah. It's the it's energy not about that looks. sells it. It's not about your ass. It's, it's not about the no, clothes. No, it's not. It's the no energy. gives a damn. You have powerful magnetic energy. Absolutely. Oh, it's 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 addictive. Absolutely. People want to be around it. You know what I mean? So finally, you mentioned about the roadmap. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about the roadmap. So how do you connect all the dots, right? You got to know where you're going. So I tell people, okay, this is what I want. I want to become famous because of this reason. Okay, this is why I want to become famous. These are the um, some of the tricks and tools and all the things that I'm going to need. I'm going to focus on my online. I've got all these things now that I have to do, create social media content, go to parties, go to events and all of this. Now people need to put it down in a plan. And if you don't have your fame plan, then how are you going to get there? That means you're winging it. There's got to be a process. There's got to be a strategy. And I remember working with Kim Kardashian and Zendaya and Logan and, and we had a, a Monday to Sunday what are we doing? Where are we going? What so are we going to do? plan every day? So where are you going to be seen? You can't just like leave it. There's no... It doesn't just happen. You know, people got to wake up. These, are, these things are planned. You have to strategize. Of course, there's God and everything, but you've got to put this down. I came from downtown to your beautiful studios, okay, that I'm sitting mm-hmm. here in the, in the heart of Dubai. If I didn't have a map, honey... I would have never got here. That's right. You do know that, right? That's right. It's called it's called Google Maps. That's right. It's called Waze. It's called Uber. If they imagine, if I go to the Uber driver, that please take me to this studio in, in this kind of area, with no map, with no directions. And let me go even one: no street signs, no exits. That's the reality of your journey to fame. If you don't have a roadmap. It's going somewhere without Google Maps. So what you want to do is write this all down. This is where I am today. This is where I want to go. Whatever your dream is, top real estate agent, top health person, celebrity, whatever your dream is, put a plan together. For those who have achieved fame once they've gotten there, which I know many people who have and don't use this responsibly, what is your advice for those who want to really create an impact in the society, what should they do? And what are the responsible steps to get you there? Because right now, there are so many people online, you know, billions. A lot of influencers doing the exact same thing and the other. We spoke about standing out, making a difference, grit, determination, confidence. But we didn't really speak about social responsibility and the kind of impact you want to make in society. What advice would you give to someone that has already has the fame and wants and to take, keep them grounded and create the impact that they need to create without losing themselves? So the first thing is make it real. Don't do it for likes. Stay authentic. Don't do it for fame. Don't, <clears throat> don't do this to get more views or to more comments. If you really, really want to help or if you really believe in a cause, okay, uh, there's a state. There's a saying that I always love: is your life is a gift from God. What you do with it is your gift back. Okay, so when you have been blessed to have a microphone to influence, doesn't matter if it's ten people or a billion people. Be genuine. 
speak from the heart, help people, do it like nobody's watching. Don't do it for clout. Don't do it for publicity. Don't. Because the most powerful source that's looking is God. So whatever your purpose, whatever your passion, I highly recommend that if you have a platform, just be open and be you. And speak. And just be genuine. And it's karma. The more people you help, the more people that, you know, it's more blessings. Also, if you're more relatable. Yeah. You know, because people want to relate to you. If you're more vulnerable, people want to be vulnerable. Just be you. Yeah. Just be you. Just pull off the mask and speak from the heart. Be truthful. Be honest. Share each other's emotional connection and magic will happen. But if you're going to try and hide it, then how are you going to create influence, right? You want to make a difference? Remember, this influence, this power that you have can be taken away like that. It can. Okay? So if you have it, use it. Because you've been chosen to be given it. You've recently also got into the megaverse. Yeah. You've been dabbling into, like you've created these home fame news, you've created some really cool content online now being part of this um the megaverse and it's also the sponsor of of this of this episode and i'd like to talk a little bit more about what are your big and grand plans in the megaverse and where do you think that this is driving uh society today not just from the celebrity perspective but what's going to change in the world so i have a big responsibility right i have a lot of people that trust me I have a lot of celebrities that trust me, studios, Hollywood, and you know a lot of people in the world, whether it's the richest people or the most famous people. And my track record is because I'm bringing them things that no one else can get them. Or I'm giving them opportunities, I'm opening up different markets and things like that, so they trust me on my judgment. So when I had met the team at Megaverse, I met, first of all, I'm a guy that loves people, and I feel people. Put business aside, right? If there's a good chemistry and people are not just running a business, but they want to make a difference. And when someone tells me, Shiraz, your clients can be replaced by a robot tomorrow. They look direct in my eye and basically Kim Kardashian can be replaced. Zendaya can be replaced. Logan Paul can be replaced. J-Lo can be replaced. When someone says that to me, and they show me with my own eyes that I'm looking at Kim K talking at me, completely generated by AI with all the latest technologies that Megaverse has, you know that's getting my attention. Because if that's the capability of the technologies today, right, and this company is at the forefront of this, working with some of the biggest tech companies globally and respected and have an absolutely amazing team, then for me, I need to hold this as a responsibility for my clients. Because if I don't open up those doors, if I don't create opportunities for my celebrities and people in Hollywood, because they're watching me. I, I have billboards and, and, and the most epic studio in the heart of the Sunset Strip that has the Megaverse name on it, which means Netflix are seeing it, Brad Pitt seeing it, Angelina Jolie seeing it, every top agency globally in the Hollywood are watching fame and megaverse talking about what's the next big thing in web three that people don't understand so it's people like yourself 
and other people and like us that the more education that we can create today, because right. it ain't going anywhere. Right. It's only going to get bigger. And I can tell you celebrities themselves, they are hunting to get in Web3. They want to be a part of the next big thing. They don't want to be blockbusters. They don't want to be a yellow taxi. Airbnb knocked out hotels. Think about that. Out of nowhere. Yellow taxi something that was an institution. Right. Black cabs, institution in the UK. Here comes Uber. Blockbusters, the big blockbusters that could have bought Netflix. Today, look at Netflix. That controls and owns Hollywood, pretty much. That's Megaverse. They're so ahead of their game that the average consumer might not understand it today, but I highly recommend that this is your chance to become big. This is your chance to become rich. You see billionaires, you see millionaires, young kids over the years that have made all this money on Web3, okay? It's here. That time has come. There's new rules to the game to making money. There's new rules to the game to becoming famous. If you can be replaced by an AI robot, avatar, built by Megaverse, that you might have 10 million followers over here, and all of a sudden, we've created someone, which, by the way, is happening today with Megaverse. They've got influencers that they're creating and working with that are making more money than some of the biggest stars in Hollywood. Yeah, talk about that one. Yeah. The one and they're robots. They're AI. The they're AI avatars. They're getting signed with record deals with major labels. They're promoting brands. They're promoting some of the biggest things in the world for brands. And it's an AI avatar Crazy. that will work 24-7, no shit, no attitude, 24-7, having an emotional connection with your audience, always would be happy, okay? Or, am I, or I'm going to deal with a celebrity's attitude. Celebrities need to wake up right now. Because what Megaverse is doing for these people, it's like they all need to be in their A game right now. Because if I had millions of followers on social media right now, I swear to God, I'd be knocking on Megaverse's door right now and say, if I don't understand it, help me. Educate me. I've got to be a part of this movement. Because otherwise, you are going to be irrelevant. You are going to have an AI technology that's going to take over your existence, who's going to be much better and, and by the way, BMW, okay? Lil McKellar, okay? She's an AI-generated robot, yes. okay? She's the face of the new BMW campaign. Incredible. I didn't see Selena Gomez. I didn't see Miley Cyrus. I didn't see Justin Bieber. I didn't see some of the biggest stars in Hollywood. The face of BMW's new car and campaign globally is an AI avatar that's moving product, that has influence. So I highly recommend what any field that you're in. You don't just need to be a celebrity. I think Megaverse has, has, has given an opportunity for many people, right? And I think right now in the phase that we're in is educational. So what you're doing with your audience is you're educating people. They don't know, right? Is it here? Yes. Is, is it, it here stay? to stay? Yes. Absolutely. Okay, is digital currency going to stay? Yes, yes. it's going to be here. Yes, Maybe yes. we don't know it now 
or it's just like telling people, well, guess what? I can, uh, you know, order something or watch a movie on my phone, or I'm going to do, you know, or, or get do online banking. You know what I mean? Imagine how freaked out people used to be before. I'm going to go on online banking with my money. Yeah. Right? Right. That's Megaverse. They're so ahead of the game right now. So I think it's important that we educate people, number one. Okay? And people need to start really jumping on this train because this is the future. This is where it's going to go. Right? And if you're a personality, if you're a brand, if you're a company, look, if BMW are doing it, okay, if Warner Brothers Music are doing it, you have no excuse. That's showing you right now from a talent side, they're signing up AI avatar robots generated by Megaverse and all these big companies that are doing this. Think about that. Right. It's already happening. So imagine if you're that person out there saying, oh, I'm going to give attitude to a brand. Oh, I'm only going to do this many stories. Oh, I'm not going to go here unless I have a first class or private jet. Good luck to your private jet. Good luck to your first class tickets and your five-star hotels because your ass is about to be replaced by a robot. And that's reality. That's reality. It's happening. So the rules have changed. And what I say is that embrace it, understand it, learn it, and, and, and be a part of this wave. You enjoy know, they're, they're, enjoy they're, that adventure. Enjoy the, enjoy the movement. Yeah, Again, just, enjoy just the ride. this is something that's so beginning stages right now. And the ones that adopted at the beginning. Why is Kim Kardashian famous? Why? Should I tell you why? It's because she had no talent. She couldn't act. She couldn't sing. She definitely couldn't dance. Very true. Okay? Nothing. But guess what she embraced? that no other Hollywood celebrity embraced social media. She put out her life on social media when every A-list star and celebrity in Hollywood was hating social media. Today, Kim Kardashian is a billionaire, one of the most famous people in the world, and yet some of the most famous Oscar winners, Grammy winners, can't even pay their mortgage, madam. Right. Because they didn't embrace social media. Jennifer Anderson got replaced for Smart Water by Zendaya because Zendaya had a powerful social media influence on Instagram. And Jennifer Anderson didn't even have an Instagram. Totally. Think about that. If you're a brand, you just got replaced. Jennifer Anderson, one of the biggest A list, triple A list stars in the world, got replaced by one of my clients, fame clients, because Zendaya is so powerful on social media. So, here we are today with the Megaverse. Don't miss that window. Kim Kardashian was smart enough to go into something that no one else was doing. And today she's re- reaping the rewards, right? Now she's, she, she's the one that's selling out on all of her products because she built it. Same with the Megaverse, right? You should be owning your voice. You should be having your avatars. You got to get absorbed into this. This is something I'm telling you, it's going to be the most disruptive thing for Hollywood. Why do you think Hollywood is on a strike? The whole of Hollywood is panicking right now because the game is changing. The rules of the game have changed. Just like Apple did it with iTunes, this is what Megaverse is going to do with the world with content like this, right? It's going to change. Apple is the music business. They're the biggest music companies in the world were sitting there and Apple came and took that market share. Netflix created no content and now they're the biggest players in Hollywood today. 
right? So don't be left behind. Even if you're a business owner listening, small business owner, you're a small talent, you're in a small real estate, or you're a hairdresser, nail salon, Get jump on Web3. Yeah, Web3. Do not miss this window. Totally. If you're not going to do it for yourself, do it for your loved ones. Do it for your kids. Have that extra protection for your loved ones to at least learn it. Educate yourself, you know, and it's a learning journey, you know. Sure has. This conversation has been truly inspiring. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you.